Welcome to Hope Talks Podcast with Grayson Willis and Pastor Margaret Michael, where you'll hear inspiring stories that are filled with hope and good news in Jesus Christ. You can also search for our podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and TuneIn. We would love your feedback and invite you to take a short, anonymous survey. You can find the link to the survey in the show notes. Welcome to today's broadcast of Hope Talks. I'm Grayson Willis. And I'm Pastor Margaret Michael. Thanks for tuning in today. And today we're joined via the phone by Eric LaPointe. Eric, how are you doing today? I'm doing wonderful and I'm thrilled to be here. Thank you so much for inviting me. Eric is the regional director for the Mid-Atlantic South area for Operation Christmas Child. National Collection Week actually starts tomorrow, November 13th, and runs through November 20th. So we have him in to talk about Operation Christmas Child today. But uh, Eric, before we get started, just give us a little bit of background about where you're from and about how you grew up. Absolutely. Thank you, Grayson and Pastor Margaret. Again, it's uh, really exciting to be here uh, and join you guys today. So, um, yeah, I've been uh, with Samaritan's First uh, for a little over uh, 10 years. I started with Operation Christmas Child in 2012. And uh, my fun uh, OCC story is that um, when I interviewed to work with the ministry, I had never packed a shoebox before. So it was kind of a funny story of the Lord leading me to be ready to uh, transition jobs and uh, got a call from a recruiter saying, would you like to apply uh, to work with Operation Christmas Child? And I said, yes, I would. What's Operation Christmas Child? So um, it's a, a very accessible ministry for anybody, whether you've packed a shoebox before uh, or not. So yeah, I've been doing this since uh, 2012. I served for five years as a regional manager and then um, the last little five and a half years as a regional director. Um, not originally from Maryland, although I served um, in Columbia, Maryland, where our uh, regional office is for the Mid-Atlantic South region, born and raised in Southern California. So kind of a bi-coastal guy, but uh, we've been, uh, my wife and I and our kids have been in Maryland since 2008. Very good. So I have a question. Yeah. So OCC, they came to you. They wanted you to be a part of what they're doing. I just, I'm very curious, like, what was their reasoning? I mean, you obviously are a very talented person. So I'm just, I think that's really interesting that they um, came to you. Uh, thank you. Yeah, I certainly found it very interesting as well. Um, so really, I lead a team of five staff mm-hmm. that support the Mid-Atlantic South, um, which uh, our region consists of uh, the states of Maryland, uh, Delaware, uh, the Commonwealth of Virginia, and Washington, D.C. Uh, so that's our region. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there's five staff, but Really, the hands and feet to who does this ministry in this region are our year-round volunteers. Mm-hmm. Um, and we currently have about 620 uh, volunteers throughout the region that serve year-round. And so um, I say that all to say um, my background was in leadership development in higher mm-hmm. education. So I actually worked with students in student government who were kind of volunteers practicing leadership development. Um, and then also worked with uh, a nonprofit organization that did after-school and mentoring. Um, for students in at-risk communities. And okay. so one of my last two jobs were working with volunteers and doing leadership development with volunteers. So that was really kind of that, my background was what uh, attracted them to me. But I can say uh, it is the highlight of the work that we do is to get to work with these incredible volunteers mm-hmm. uh, who start in January with zero boxes and work towards uh, National Collection Week. So it's our Super Bowl starting tomorrow. Mm-hmm. 
um, to collect all of the, or really to see all the fruit of their labor, calling churches, community groups, uh, media outlet, um, and then of course uh, preparing to collect the shoe boxes. So yeah, that's awesome. Um, just I'm always intrigued in those types of transitions because you know we've been created for a purpose, and just to see God take you on that next step preparing you all that time and uh, was you shocked was it a hard transition you know it's a fun story and there's a lot more uh detail to it uh that i'd love to share sometime but yes i was i was both shocked and not shocked because you know i think as you say pastor margaret the lord uh has plans and purposes for us he plays the long game and um i was anticipating my next career move Mm. i just didn't know where it was going to be and so it was very cool in fact the day before i got my official notification that I'd been hired, my previous employer called me into the office and said that I was being let go. So God's timing is perfect. It is always, it's always exactly Mm -hmm. when things are supposed to happen. Not always when we want them to happen, of course, but um, yeah, I I really genuinely feel called to this ministry. It's been a privilege to serve with Mertens First the last 10 years, but that's not only relegated to staff. We feel like every one of our year-round volunteers is serving in the ministry because the Lord has called them to equip the church worldwide um, and do global evangelism through this specific project. And so we do have, we have a very extensive interview process, even though it's a volunteer role, uh, mm-hmm. because we believe very highly in uh, the fact that uh, each of us is called to serve the Lord um, as part of our own journey. Um, but we want to make sure that the Lord is calling people to serve in ministry, uh, because if they're not meant to serve here, then we're holding them back from serving where the Lord does want them mm-hmm. to serve. Yes. And so... Mm-hmm. So that's, I think that's why it's a privilege to lead these incredible volunteers because we feel confident every, all 620 of them, uh, uh, the Lord wants to be doing this exact work. Right. right. Eric, as you were talking about, you said you had never packed a shoebox before they reached out to you to work with them. So just in a few sentences, maybe somebody's not familiar with Operation Christmas Child, and maybe if they've heard of it, they don't know a lot about it. How would you explain the importance of it and what Operation Christmas Child does and their mission to somebody who maybe isn't as familiar with it. Sure. Great question. And actually, I think it can be couched a little bit in how I came to the ministry because it was, as I was going through the interview process, there were some things about the ministry that really excited me. Um, But so let me start with just packing a simple shoebox, taking uh, one of the red and green shoeboxes that the ministry produces or any shoebox that you find in your closet. And then you know, each family uh, or individual can uh, prayerfully fill that shoebox with toys, school supplies, and hygiene items. And we say prayerfully because we believe that uh, each shoebox is meant uh, for one child who is going to receive uh, one shoebox gift over the course of their lifetime. In other words, we're not giving multiple shoeboxes uh, to kids. And so it's really important that each one of those shoeboxes is full. Um, we encourage uh, people to put in a wow item, something that is just like its name is going to cause the kids to say, wow, as soon as they open up that shoebox. Um, and then uh, we invite our donors to uh, include a $10 donation, which gets the shoebox into the hands of the ministry partners who are going to hand it out. So that's kind of the project on its most basic level. Uh, but I can tell you, as I researched Samaritan's Purse, as I researched the organization, I recognize that it's not a humanitarian project, although, you know, it's wonderful to put a smile on a child's face. And, you know, that would be wonderful in and of itself. But what we do with the shoebox is really what's critical, uh, because it's not 
uh, Samaritan's Purse, uh, handing out those shoe boxes. And it's certainly not me as a staff member here in the United States. Uh, the purpose of the shoe box gift is as a tool in the hands of a pastor or missionary in one of the over 100 countries where we uh, hand out shoe boxes. And it's distinctly for the purpose of opening doors for those pastors and missionaries uh, to share the gospel of Jesus Christ. And so often pastors or missionaries who we have recruited and trained and made sure that they lay aligned with our organization, uh, you know, theologically, and we know that they're going to use the share the gospel correctly. Uh, we know that they're going to create a great environment at an outreach event for the gospel to be shared, but the shoebox itself often gains them entry into communities or uh, villages or even amongst peoples where they might not necessarily be invited because they're bringing a gift with them. And so it literally opens up doors, um, but also the shoebox gift is meant as a tangible um, representation of God's love. And so as are the pastors and missionaries are sharing about the gospel, which is an eternal gift, the shoebox gift is sort of that tangible representation of that. Um, and so, you know, again, I remember even going through the interview process and researching the organization and learning, oh, this is not a humanitarian project. This is an evangelism project. Mm -hmm. Every single shoebox we collect means that a child is going to hear about a relationship with Jesus that's going to have eternal impact. Um, and then I learned kind of about the tools that we even provide those pastors and missionaries, you know, in order to equip them to share the gospel effectively, we're giving them, you know, giant posters with pictures of the gospel story and kind of a curriculum to walk through uh, so that they can uh, really make sure that that gospel presentation is uh, effective. And so the global evangelism is what really attracted me to the organization, the ministry, but also to church uh, evangelism. Uh, the church in the United States and one of the other uh, countries that uh, packs shoeboxes, the UK, Germany, Switzerland, Australia, Spain, Finland, New Zealand, South Korea. I think I got all of them, but I may not. Um, but so every time uh, someone packs a shoebox in one of those countries, they are equipping the church globally uh, to not only share the gospel, which uh, is always going to be more effective when it's done by a national in-country who knows the community, knows the kids, uh, but also I think perhaps more importantly is the opportunity to follow up and build a relationship with those kids. Um, it wasn't until a little bit later in the organization because I, I uh, you know, got through the interview process and learned more that I learned about the greatest journey, uh, which is really maybe not what excited me at first, but what has sustained me for the last 10, almost 11 years. Years, uh, because when we give the shoebox gifts, we invite the children back, our, our pastors and missionaries that we've equipped, I should say, uh, they invite the children back to go through a discipleship program called The Greatest Journey. Uh, so that's 12 sessions where if a child is new to learning about Jesus, they can learn what it looks like, who he is, who God is, what does it mean to have a relationship with him, and then how do they share that. So it's not only equipping pastors and missionaries with the shoebox itself, but it's also equipping them with the ability to do uh, evangelism and discipleship uh, long term with the kids. So a long answer to a very short question, but that's really what gets me excited. It's what keeps me excited, and it's really why I believe that that we are doing some of the most exciting work in terms of child evangelism that I am aware of, uh, at least in the U.S. Yeah, you know, I had the honor of going to Lima, Peru in January of 2020 yeah. on a shoebox trip. And, you know, I was so excited that we were going to deliver shoeboxes. However, when I got there and realized 
what the shoebox really, it was a gift and the kids loved that, but they were getting so much more. And the shoebox is so important. So what I'm going to say doesn't diminish that. Um, I think it makes it more important. But at one point, I said, you know, this shoebox is minutia. <laughs> this is a detail. This is something small that gets us to the main thing, right? And the shoebox is so important because it is a gift and the kids love the gifts. But what they got in relationship with the church in that discipleship journey, um, learning about Jesus and being there and being able to hear of people that were adults that received those boxes as children and to hear their testimonies of how it changed their life. Yes, the shoebox is so important, but what the connection to relationship with Jesus and others is just an impact that there's really no words for how that changes a life. I'm so glad you got a chance to see that, Pastor Margaret, because truthfully, we do spend a lot of time helping people, even people who love the project, understand the greater significance mm-hmm. that it's not just it's not just a humanitarian gift. And I often joke it would be, you know, although Samaritan's Purse, you know, we do fantastic humanitarian work around the world as well as in the U.S., this project is not one of our stronger humanitarian projects right. because it's just it's one small shoebox. So helping churches understand, helping anybody who passes the shoebox understands that it's so much more than just a box of gifts to put a smile Mm -hmm. uh, on children's face. Yeah, absolutely. And then to your point, I think that's part of why we want to make sure that every shoebox is fantastic. Every Mm -hmm. shoebox is an amazing gift because that's the only gift that child will receive. And the quality of the shoebox is the platform Mm -hmm. upon which we have a chance to share the gospel. And so when you can say this amazing gift that you are holding in Mm -hmm. your lap pales in comparison to an eternal gift, Mm -hmm. which is a relationship with Jesus, it sure helps when the gift in their lap is awesome. (laughs) You know what I mean? You know, that's why it's important, but it's not the point. The the point, the ultimate goal is to share the gospel really effectively with that child. Yes. Eric, uh, Pastor Margaret was talking about how she went on a distribution trip to Lima, Peru back in January of 2020. You recently had an opportunity to go on a distribution trip. You said you've been there 10 years and you got to go to Ecuador. So if you'd like to share about that trip and what that meant to you and uh, just about that experience. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, yeah, especially uh, because of COVID, we had not been traveling the last couple of years. So I had a chance to uh, go on a 10-year trip to Quito, Ecuador, and it was especially encouraging and rewarding for me. I got a chance to uh, take my wife on uh, this vision trip. And so we have three kids, and uh, my youngest was 18 months when I started with the ministry. And so while I've been uh, for the last decade traveling and serving the Lord and visiting churches, and gone on weekends and and whatnot. She's been kind of my ministry partner uh, at home, uh, taking care of our family and helping disciple and raise our kids. And so it was so fun, so encouraging, not only to, to be traveling again, but to be able to allow her to see what her sacrifice has been in service of. And so, yeah, we had a chance to travel to Quito, Ecuador, and hand out shoebox gifts. And so we had a chance to go to three uh, shoebox outreach events. Um, and we kind of called them, you know, uh, Grayson, you, you mentioned distribution events. And so we actually have switched the language a little bit and, and uh, to not a distribution event, but an outreach event to right. focus more on the fact that it is not mm, just right. the physical process of distributing shoe boxes, but it's an outreach 
and evangelistic outreach using the shoe boxes as tools. And so uh, we got a chance to go and see three of those. And then we also got a chance to go to a graduation ceremony for the greatest journey. And so in this one particular community, they had done an outreach event um, and the children, there were over 150 kids who were graduating from the 12 week uh, discipleship program of the greatest journey. And so they put caps and gowns on them and walked them across the stage. And so we got a chance to be a part of that as well, which was just incredibly uh, fun. So great, great time um, in Ecuador, a great opportunity to share it with my wife. And um, yeah, I have a, I love to share kind of one particular story, if that's okay with you guys, that really has resonated with me and has stayed with me uh, a long time. Um, and so, like I said, we got a chance to go to uh, three different uh, outreach events. Um, and this one was actually the first uh, outreach event. And so we were up in kind of Quito uh, is a city that's sort of in a valley uh, in the mountains, in the Andes Mountains. And so kind of up along the hillsides are where the poorer people uh, live. And so we, uh, our first event uh, was uh, up in kind of up in the mountains um, amongst the Quechua, uh, Q-U-E-C-H-U-A, uh, children sort of an indigenous people group throughout South America. And so uh, that's kind of who we were doing this outreach event for. And um, it was very kind of a typical outreach event. We train our uh, ministry partners, the pastors and missionaries who hand out the shoeboxes to kind of do a similar outreach event at every event. So we invite them to do music and play some games with the kids and kind of get them up and moving, make them feel more comfortable. And then, of course, we have them sit down, uh, show the gospel with them using the posters uh, so that they see, you know, they learn about the relationship with Jesus. We handed out the greatest gift booklet, which is a booklet that we give out with every shoebox gift, which is a gospel story in the native language uh, in, in, in each of the countries in which we're uh, operating. And so uh, each child will receive that booklet. And then, of course, we handed out the shoe boxes and did the big countdown. Three, two, one, open your shoe box. And um, of course, it was very fun, um, fun to see, fun to get down on our uh, on our hands and knees and open up the gifts with the kids. So just, you know, great event, typical event, very effective. Um, but actually, my story starts afterwards, because after the event, we met the pastor who was leading that outreach event and his wife. Um, his name was Pastor Segundo, and his wife's name was Magdalena. And so we, uh, these events, um, very few of them will have anybody from Samaritan's Purse, or uh, usually it's just the ministry partners there. So when we are there, we like to pray over them. And, and so Pastor uh, Segundo asked us if we wanted to see his ministry plan. He had a binder underneath his arm and was kind of flipping through his binder. And again, I didn't think much of that. We had a chance to pray with him, and it wasn't until we got on the bus afterwards that I heard Pastor Segundo's story. Uh, Pastor Segundo uh, had heard about Operation Christmas Child in Quito and in the area and had heard about it and, and saw it as an opportunity to reach out to uh, the indigenous peoples uh, around him up in the mountain. And the way we uh, recruit ministry partners, we bring them to uh, an event. We share, we call it a vision casting meeting or vision meeting, and we share the vision of the, of the program, what we're doing, why we, why we want to do it, what's expected of them in terms of sharing the gospel and bringing kids together and tracking who received all of those things. And so Pastor Segundo came, he was very excited. And the next step for him would have been to fill out an application and come to a follow-up meeting. Well, Pastor Segundo came to a follow-up meeting, but he didn't have his application with him. And when our leadership team asked him, the leadership team in Ecuador asked him, 
why he didn't have his application, he very sheepishly shared that he only had a second grade education and that his wife, Magdalena, had no formal education. And so he really wanted to hand out shoebox gifts, but he could not fill out the application. And so we learned as we got on the bus and, and one of uh, the members of the leadership team in Ecuador was sharing the story with me. Uh, so he was sharing that somebody came alongside Pastor Segundo and helped him fill out his application on a typewriter mm. and bring it back to the event. Uh, so they read this and saw that Pastor Segundo on his application that was typewritten had said that he thought he could reach three to 4,000 kids. Wow. with Operation Christmas Child, wow. and, and, which is amazing. But, you know, it's, he was very new, and so they were a little unsure. And so they thought, okay, we're excited. We, you know, we don't want to uh, put a wet blanket on your enthusiasm, but let's start with 167 shoeboxes. So he got 167 shoeboxes that he uh, did an outreach event for. And when that national leadership team came back to see how the outreach event had gone and how the Greatest Journey Discipleship Program was going, there were 350 children who were going through the Greatest Journey Discipleship. Now, remember, they only got 167 boxes. So not only had he handed out those 167 boxes, and those children were part of the Discipleship Program, but they had almost invited double that number to be part of the d Discipleship. Now, that's, that's not our normal model, we, we want every child to receive a shoebox gift before they go to the greatest journey. So, you know, they gave the rest of them shoeboxes. Um, but what a, an amazing example of this pastor's passion and enthusiasm and the way that Pastor Segundo understood the power of this ministry tool that he had. Uh, and so he's not, he's not um, at three to 4,000 yet. Uh, last, I heard we got a chance to travel in June, um, but he has reached 1,200 unique uh, Quechua children with the gospel in the mountains of Quito. And so for me, uh, to see a ministry partner who is that passionate, who understands what this kind of tool can do for evangelism and then, you know, discipleship through the greatest journey. And, and then when we talk about multiplication, because 167 kids got a shoebox, 350 were being discipled. That's multiplication. Um, but also just the work that he and Magdalena had to overcome to even be able to participate and to do it effectively. Uh, I just found incredibly encouraging um, because, you know, we don't see what happens when our shoebox gift gets delivered. Most of the time we pack it, uh, we bring it to a drop-off location. Maybe somebody goes and volunteers at one of the eight processing centers, but then we just sort of entrust it to uh, you know, our, our, our colleagues in OCC International who, you know, then train ministry partners and kind of do that second leg of the journey. So it's so encouraging for me to see that in action and watch how just how passionate and enthusiastic these ministry partners are and how effectively they're using the shoebox gift as a ministry tool. So yeah, just incredibly encouraging for me personally and, and certainly my wife as well. Eric, uh, thank you for sharing that. And uh, what else would you like to share either about your trip, about Operation Christmas Child, about National Collection Week, and maybe also some ways that we can pray for National Collection Week and Operation Christmas Child and those that pack shoeboxes, um, everybody in between, and those that receive the shoeboxes? Yeah, so great question. Thank you. I think um, I'll start with just the shoebox gift itself. And 
I think it's easy to get caught up in the numbers uh, of how many shoe boxes we're, we're going to collect. Um, our goal in the Middle Atlantic South region this year is uh, 525,525 shoe box gifts. And, you know, the results are not ours. The results are the Lord's. And so he will bring in whatever harvest he wants. Uh, but it's easy to get caught up in the numbers and how many the region's going to do, how many a particular area team is going to do, and for potentially your listeners, how many is my church doing? Or if they're a drop-off location, how many are we collecting? It's very easy to get caught up in the numbers. But um, what's important to me, uh, and I mentioned it earlier, and I'm sure Pastor Margaret saw it as well, is each child is only going to get one shoebox. And that shoebox, the quality of that shoebox is the platform upon which we get a chance to share the gospel. And so I guess for an individual packer, I would say, you know, just prayerfully consider what you want to put in your shoebox. One of the things I've always loved about this organization is we believe in the integrity of the shoebox, which means the way that it was passed by the donor is the way we want to deliver it to the child. And so we, we don't undo boxes. We don't distribute different things to different boxes. Because we genuinely believe that each shoebox is designated to a very particular place. In fact, I heard a story not too long ago. Uh, one of uh, our um, staff members in Central America, actually, the Pacific Islands area, was telling the story of a child at an outreach event who received a shoebox, and the mother came up and talked to him. And that's never a good thing when the mom comes up, because usually it means that the box is not a good box. And this mom came up and said, you know, my daughter's shoebox was filled with nothing but undergarments which is so strange. You, and so he began to apologize and say, oh, we'll get you a new box. But this mom went to uh, continued on. You say, no, you don't understand. She's been growing. And so she needed new underwear. We actually last week had just gone into the city and I spent the last of my money to buy her underwear. And we were taking public transportation home and she left them on the bus. Oh. And literally days later, she was at this outreach event. She opens up a shoebox and it's full of little girls' underwear that fits her just fine. Wow. Now, that box should never have arrived that way. You know, it should have been packed differently. It should have gone to the processing center differently. So we don't want that to be the case. Now, God, in his sovereignty, knew that that shoebox needed to go to that little girl. Yeah. Um, but the point is that, you know, when that child receives something that they have been praying for, asking the Lord for, or God wants to show off. We want that to be a great experience. So for the individual donor, I would say, you know, don't get caught in the numbers. Don't get caught with how many shoeboxes you can do. Make sure that you think of one child with each shoebox. So that's what I would say for that. Um, Yeah. And then, um, you know, we're always looking for people who want to take another step in their journey with Operation Christmas Child. And so, uh, you know, if there are listeners who are like, you know what, I, I love this ministry. I love packing shoeboxes. I think maybe the Lord might be calling me to more. You know, we, we are always looking for more year-round volunteers because the more harvest workers we have, the more shoeboxes we can collect, the more ministry tools are going to be given to the Pastor Segundo and Magdalenas of the world uh, so that they can effectively do ministry. So I guess those are the messages that I had on my heart, uh, Grayson, uh, in answer to your question, but certainly um, if there's anything else I can add, but I'm just, you know, I just want to encourage people, pack a shoebox. If you packed one last year, pack two. If your church isn't packing shoeboxes, take that step of faith to talk to your pastor about it because, you know, I think I have seen, I know Pastor Margaret has seen just how effective 
how effectively these tools are being used uh, to share the gospel. And when you start thinking about, you know, our goal this year uh, for 2023, 11 million shoeboxes collected globally, uh, prayerfully 9.7 million collected in the U.S. alone. Um, I don't know who else is participating in a project that shares the gospel with 11 million kids every year. Um, so I can't imagine an easier and more um, impactful project to uh, partner with than with Samaritan First with the Operation Christmas Child. Yeah, and I just, as we wrap up, I, I just want to affirm everything you've been saying. And when we were there in Lima, one boy opened his gift, and he just starts weeping. And the first thing I think is, oh, no. What has offended him, right? Like, is what is there something that scared him? Like, what? And so we quick get an interpreter. And so his family had just moved um, because of things going on in the area where they were living. And so they had just moved, and he got up that morning. It was his birthday. And his parents told him that because of everything going on, he would not get a birthday present um, because they did not have any money. And so he comes to this outreach and there is given a gift and the one thing i know is that that little boy knew that god saw him that day and that impacted his life he'll never forget it and so yeah pack that shoe box and be prayerful about it because as we pack the box we don't think about what happens when the holy spirit um, is involved in the impact when the child receives the box um, and I got to witness that firsthand. So powerful experience. Eric, thank you for joining us on today's broadcast of Hope Talks. It's been great to have you. Uh, it's been an absolute pleasure. And uh, just thank you all for partnering with us and everything that you all do to promote the ministry. It's good to have you. Yeah. Thanks for all you do. Thank you for listening to today's broadcast of Hope Talks. We pray that as you've heard us talk with Eric LaPointe today about Operation Christmas Child and about his outreach uh, trip to Ecuador through Operation Christmas Child, that today's broadcast truly has been a half hour of hope for your life. May God bless. Hope Talks is sponsored by Church of the Nazarene Harrisonburg in partnership with Sunshine Ministries. Thanks for listening to today's podcast of Hope Talks. If you enjoyed the podcast, please subscribe for updates and the latest episodes. Also, you're in the Harrisonburg, Rockingham County area. We invite you to listen on the radio each Sunday at noon on 1470 AM or 102.1 FM WBTX.